Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to The Run with Tommy Frazier and Johnny Rogers. I'm your host, Anna Bellinghausen. Lots to cover in this episode, of course, some breaking news with the running back situation, but I do want to start off recapping Nebraska defeating Northern Illinois at home, 35-11, to finally getting that win. You guys came in with a smile on your face, finally. Yeah, of course we came with a smile on our face. You know, as we said last week, what would, what would the attitude be once they finally get a win? And, of course, we're all smiles because Nebraska needed it, the fans needed it, the state needed it. And so I'm just happy to see that they finally got over the cusp and, and got a victory. Well, I think we should have beat him worse. <laughs> See, you can never, never satisfy John. You can never satisfy John. He's not more. satisfied. I want to carry an attitude that would carry on and keep keep on giving. You know, like Christmas givers of it, you know. I'm happy we won, of course, but still it makes a difference how you win. You know, and you had to set a precedence in moving forward. And it's always that we don't want to go past that next to that game you're playing, but we want to send a message to the next people coming. And then after that, and we got some pretty significant games coming. Some of the keys to the game, of course, the turnover battle. Uh, only one fumble for Nebraska, of right. course. Uh, it, it was Harburg on that drop back, and just basically it was a sack that uh, he lost the ball and not much he could do there. But how impressive was that turnaround from the turnover margin in your guys' eyes? Well, I think I think they worked on it, and I also think that the the, 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 the office coordinator, Satterfield, he did a great job of calling the plays that they, 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 they understood. You know, as you see, as I said last week, Every every drive should end with 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 a K, a kick, whether it's a punt, kickoff, kick off, um, field goal, or extra point. And they did a good job of making sure if they, with the exception of the one drive, that they kicked the football. Right. Well, they 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 did a great job last week, except for the, the fumble, the quarterback fumbles. Uh, we've been very consistent offensively. If we just have, if we eliminate the times that we had fumbled, we'd be we'd be ahead all the way around. We've shown that we got a very good. Our offense people are moving people. Uh, we're getting a, a completions when we need them. It was just the mistakes that that's been uh, mm-hmm. killing us. And our defense has been solid all the way through, all the way through. I'm still looking out for a little bit more for special teams on the uh, punts and uh, kickoffs. We have to really get that attitude really together. But. Um, other than that, I, th- I think we're going in the right direction. We're yep. going in the right direction. We haven't, it's, it's, we haven't played bad. It's, we just have had some mistakes. Right. And I think with special teams, as you've seen across the country, you're not seeing very many special team returns anymore because of the rules, especially on kickoffs. If you kick the ball in the end zone, you don't catch. You get the ball on the 25-yard line. Punts have been fair caught more because I believe the coaches saying, hey, don't take a chance to catch it and let, let the offense turn the field. So, Across the country, you see some returns going down, but yeah. I, but, but I, I think where Nebraska can can make up in that, 
blocking punts while blocking a field goal. You know, that those right there are trends that make everything goes. Well, I'm from the no fair catch era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have to there's basically the reason why I was able to to, to catch the ball at the time is that we had a designated man that made sure that first man coming down that we got him. He was never going to get to me. So we, we have to cover the guys that are covering to make sure to give our guys the ability to be able to catch the ball to make a difference, to make a run or something. Because it's not automatic. Once we, they're coming down, they're going to get there before the ball comes down if you don't get a man for them. So we need to kind of plan for it because it's an opportunity to have a big play. We don't want to miss those big opportunities. That's why they call them special teams because they're special opportunities. And it's one-third of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. Right, right. And we got to be able to score on special teams. And, you know, we, we want to make sure we get our it's offense so we get our guys at least that we every time we go down, we get three. Let's talk about another phase of the game, defense. So they only gave up 149 yards to Northern Illinois. The last time the defense was that good in limiting yards was 2010 against Kansas. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't talk about the defense enough just because it's, it's honestly been so good that it hasn't been an issue for Nebraska. So no one... People don't talk about it as much and how the good they are, but how impressive has that been to both of you in helping Nebraska get to where they are? Obviously, minus the turnovers and some plays not going their way, right. but how impressive is that? Well, I, I, well, I think it's, it's you have to go back to years previous where defense wasn't very good, so an offense was moving the ball, so you talk about defense. Now that it's flipped, you feel comfortable that, hey, we don't need to worry about defense because they've they shown they can do it. we got to worry about the offense. But it's just good to see – a defense out there making teams one-dimensional, and 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 the one thing that 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 I love about this defense is that one, they're gonna stop the run, and two, those guys tackle in open field. You know, I haven't seen a lot of missed tackles from this defense that I've seen in the past, and so showing me that they're one, they're tackling in practice, and two, that they're being they're listening to what they're being taught and going out and executing. Well, overall, they haven't made mistakes. They just haven't made mistakes. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't given up a, a point. They haven't given up passes. You know, they're, they're doing all the things they're basically supposed to do to be a number one defense, and they are. I mean, they're, they're really impressive, and that's that's why if we just get our offense together, and and that's just been the quarterback. Now that the quarterback came through, and we didn't have any fumbles of that one turnover, we see what we could do to move the ball. So to put that together. We have a good opportunity to move forward and think a little bit bigger all the way down the road of what's possible. But we have to have reasons. We have to have, if you got enough reasons to, to win, you know, you can put it together. But everybody has to have the reasons. Why do we really want this this bad? And we figure that out. I think everybody in our path, there's nobody we can't beat. And you think back to the first quarter of the Northern Illinois game. So you give up that fumble and then the defense goes out and, and holds Northern Illinois to a field goal. That was a huge momentum switch when Nebraska obviously right. might have had their heads down at that moment. But then you you have a defense that can take a stand. I don't think we would have saw that defensive effort the past five years. Well, the past, I, I don't think, well, I don't think you saw 20. the past 20 years. <laughs> 20 years yeah. It's because it, that, was, that was just the belief that these kids, oh, here we go again. Well, I think these coaches, especially on the defensive side of the ball, have gotten these got gotten these players to buy in, and that's the key. Once they once you see the players starting to buy in, they're gonna go out there and run through a brick wall for you. And and Coach White and his staff has done a great job of going out and getting the defense defense side to buy in, even though they're short in some areas. Defense line, you know, they don't have very many. They don't have much depth there. Linebackers don't have much depth there, but they're getting guys to buy and getting guys to do things, do more than what they're what they're capable of doing. Well, we just want to make sure that the uh, the guys that are backing them up are ready to come in. You know, like I said before, at, at one time, 
people have to be anxiously waiting to get in. So they, they can't be reluctant. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, to go in now. No, no, no. We want to go in. We can't wait to go in. And if that, just got to get that attitude. It's a, the belief. You know, I just got spoiled playing with our defense. We really had the number one defense around and special teams that, that was going on. And so we had that kind of attitude. And it really gets you spoiled where guys go out there and they just going to take over. How much freedom does that offer you as an offensive player when you have a good defense? You don't really have to worry about them getting getting off the field. Well, it's not about it's not about freedom. It's about hey, they're doing their job, so now it's time for us to do our job. You know, you don't you don't go out there and, and try things knowing that you have a great defense behind you because eventually defense wears down when you you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So we just now it's time for the offense to step up to the level of play that defense is doing because you know defenses have shown in every game that. If you give them an opportunity, they're going to get you the ball back, and they're not going to give up give up much. But when you turn the ball over and the defense is on the field, eventually they're going to break down because they're getting tired and, and they're getting beat up because they, they were running too many plays. Well, we always knew when we where we started from the 20 or whatever that we were getting ready to get a drive. So they're, they're going to get a rest. You know? and when, they get, when they get in, they're going to get out, get out quick. But we're going to get a drive together. And that, that was kind of the way it went all pretty much all the time. Some were tougher than others, but that, that was the attitude. But everybody, like I said, collectively got to do their parts. And there's, there's no problem and no mistakes. The key is that nobody can make the mistakes. And you got to know that, you know, mentally, that I don't want to be the one to do it or get it started because that, that's where you really kill you and the team. Offensively, Heinrich Harbour getting his first start of the season. I want both your thoughts on just an evaluation of him and, and his play. Well, I, I, I enjoyed watching him play. I, th I thought he managed the game well. Was he perfect? No. And even he'll tell you that, there, that he, there sometimes he didn't make the right reads or he didn't throw the ball in the right place or he didn't make the right check. But he still went out there as, as and, and, and his first start and managed the game, and he won. He helped the team win the football game. And that's all you're going to ask. You know, give you give what what can I do to make sure I don't put our team in a situation where we don't win the football game? And and he went out there and he he, he won the game. He helped him win the game. Well, he didn't take unnecessary chances. You know, he did the things that really worked and kept it be, being consistent and kept moving the ball. And you could see that he wasn't playing scared. You know, and he wasn't taking extra risks. He was just very keep it consistent, keep it moving, do the things mm -hmm. to our to our everybody's company, know what we can do. The uh, offensive coordinators calling the plays that we know we can run. They're reading the defense good, but they know where the holes are. Uh, when they drop back, they, they know how, how to get to two or three yards here, two or three yards, and then four. So they, they calculatedly they they put together a good game plan that was consistent and easy for the players to follow. Well, here's where the controversy comes in. Of course, you got Jeff Sims, who is mm -hmm. still a little bit banged up with that ankle injury. But then you have Heiner Karberg, who is coming off a win and did look confident, especially for a sophomore who had never started a game before. Where does your mind lie? Obviously, we don't know what Matt Rule's thinking. He won't really comment on it. But where where does your mindset lie with with that situation? Well, it still lies where I said before. You, know, you as a starter, you don't lose your position to an injury. And as long and as long as um, Jeff is not healthy, then and, and you play Heiner. But if Jeff comes back and he shows that he can play, you put, you start him because he he, he earned it in the offseason. Now, knowing that the hiring can go out there and, and do the things he can do, his leash is short now. You know, because so, so now they don't have to worry about if he makes a mistake, we don't have anybody else. Hiring has the, 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 the ability to go out there and play. So I, I think Jeff is still the guy. But they know that now we, follow, we have a guy capable of going to help us win football games. Jeff is the number one yard getter in the conference for quarterback here right now he's got more yards than anybody so he, he's definitely leading the pack but he is hurt he can't come back 
hurt and didn't right. want to, to start, get back in. Whenever he does get healthy, it's still his job uh, because he still, he still still is the man. But we, how great is it to have that one-two punch, to mm -hmm. have both uh, two quarterbacks that are that capable that we have to debate about which one is really going to start? It's a good situation. <laughs> and it's a good situation and, to be. And that's, and that's the best thing <laughs> that happened for Nebraska was – was Heinrich go out there and play as well as he did? Right, because they didn't know what they truly had. They saw it in practice. What you what you do in practice doesn't necessarily translate them to games. And he went out there and, and, and played well. And so now they know that hey, if Jeff is not playing at the top of his level when he comes back and he's healthy, we got a guy that's capable of going out there and helping us win. Mm -hmm. and, and and there's another school that has won championships in recent history, are are trying to find a quarterback, and and they Mister Starter. And play two guys Saturday, realize, hey, we made the wrong mistake. So now they're going back to the starter, and that's Alabama. Yep. Mm. You know, so, so you know, it's not all you, you, it's not all what you think it is until you see those guys in game action. Well, we we knew he had the, the the attitude. He had the right attitude all the way along. Wait, waiting there, he waited patiently uh, to get in. They know his attitude from before. That he's a tough guy, and he he's going to be able to get the job done. And he really wanted to be in. Right. He really wanted. To oh play. yeah. He still wants to play. You know. He, he and I don't think he's really going to worry about giving up his uh, starting position when the time comes because he's going to get back in. He's going to be back in. He's going to serve a role. We got a great uh, support, like, you know, uh, Taggy and Van Bronson, you know, didn't make any difference when, which one was in. We had something going. And then Jeff, uh, they have to worry for about hope he don't get healthy too soon because he's going to run him to death. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's the thing about, about the quarterback position is that you want two quarterbacks that, that, that no matter who goes in the game, the level doesn't fall off. Because there are some teams where the starters here, then there's backup. You know, you see a drop. Now there's something there. And, I, and now, do I think Heinrich is, is more athletic than Jeff? And no, but I th mm. but I think that he showed that he can go out there and and do the things that the office asked him to do. Right. The team trusts him. See that that's what makes a difference. When you got two quarterbacks and they trust them, you know that that's what's going to make a difference. Jeff's going to make a big run here pretty soon. We he's going to break away, and and well, we're not going to have mistakes. We have quarterbacks we can trust well with the ball, and as we move on through the season, we're going to make, we're, we're going to get it done. Now I, th I think there everybody feels better. Yeah, once Jeff is healthy, do you see Nebraska successfully running an offense with two quarterbacks going in? I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you can live by that. But I think you will see. And even Coach Osborne did this. My junior, my, my not so much my junior because I was hurt and injured most of that year. But my senior year, to where we knew that Brooke was going to get in the game early. We didn't know whether it was going to be the third, fourth, or fifth series, but we knew that he was going to get in the game early. For, for a series so he can get used to the game. And I think you see see that that that, that type of um, scenario going on. But I don't mm -hmm. think you're gonna see him going back and forth because you gotta once you you gotta get someone to get a get a um maintain drive, maintain confidence in the team and, and keep the keep the ball moving. But when you switch it back and forth, that'll be tough on the offense. I don't think they'll switch him back and forth as far as you know like we're gonna you play this uh right in the game and he plays it next. But I think they're all gonna play every game. They're gonna have some time. Both quarterbacks to keep them, keep them fresh. So going every every single week, you have to have some time. Yeah. Also makes Nebraska tougher to scout for other teams, especially when you have number two Michigan on the schedule as well. And keep them guessing. Yeah, but the thing about it is that yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see I didn't see Scott call a different offense with either, either one of the players. 
I thought he called. I thought he ran the ball. The quarterback run just as much as he did with Henry that he did with, with Jeff. You know, so and that's the one thing that I think impressed me more to where when you have two quarterbacks and you don't have to change it the way you think calling the plays, that makes it even easier for the offensive lineman. Because even the offensive lineman, oh, we got this guy. So we'll, these are the plays he's going to go to. We have this guy. And guy. Mm-hmm. So I think now that you have two guys that are capable of running the same offense, it makes preparation easier for Nebraska. And we don't have to show it until we need to. Right. That we can do different things. We definitely don't want to show too much too fast of what we're capable of. One of the stats that I did enjoy, I think you guys will like this too, they had a perfect finishing drive rate, Nebraska did, meaning once you pass the opponent's 40-yard line, how much are you scoring and what kind of <laughs> points are you scoring? They're all touchdowns. So that's also impressive because obviously when Jeff Sims had gotten down to the end zone, it had been turnovers and turnovers, but pretty impressive to see Heinrich Harburg just complete drives. And, and that's the key. If you and, and if you don't turn the ball over, you give yourself a better chance of, of scoring touchdowns, especially once you cross the 40, yeah. 30 yard line. And, if you, and most of the turnovers that happen with exception two have happened deep into the opponent's turn right. area. So you protect the football, you have a better chance of scoring. It shows you what's possible. It's what's possible. Absolutely. Uh, also, of course, we kind of buried the lead here, but Ramir Johnson is out with a dislocated shoulder. Gabe Irvin mm-hmm. Jr. out with a dislocated hip. Obviously, those two big factors in that running back room. Anthony Grant will be the number one starter. Just want your guys' thoughts. Obviously, very, very heartbreaking for those guys and ending their seasons. Yeah, you, you hate seeing that, especially Ramir with everything he's been through his time here. You're going through, going started, been one year, been starting um, running back to the next year, being a running back versus slot receiver. You know, so you hate that for that kid. And then Gabe, you know, him earning the starting knob this year, this year, and, and then it happens. But uh, I've always been a fan of, of Grant. You know, I, I, I feel that he's probably the most the, the most well-rounded running back that we have. That I think he can do it all. I just think his his this offseason was got him in and got him in the position where he's at. But you know, next guy stand up, step up. You know, that's that's part of the game. You know, injuries happen, and but you know they, they did say coming into the scene that the running back room is probably the deepest that they had. So now the, the next two guys, next three guys, got to step up. They get to show it. You know, it's just this part of the game. You never know. Anything's possible. Injuries are, are, are very common. You don't even know what they're from. You can you can hurt yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't even need to get hurt. So uh, we had to be prepared for them, and that's why we have to have two or three people deep. And the running backs is probably one of our deepest ones, so mm-hmm. we should be fine. Yeah, so Anthony Grant will be running back number one, and then he'll be backed up by redshirt freshman Emmett Johnson, and then also Quentin Ives. He's mm-hmm. a true freshman, so... Very young guys, but again, I really like, Tommy, your point about Anthony Grant being that best athlete in the running back room. Maybe he's been kind of sidelined from those off-season issues right. and those turnovers, of course, but I think just his power and sneaky speed. Also, he's a JUCO guy, and I think those guys have a certain edge to them, and he was the player of the year in JUCO and transferred over to Nebraska. So they're getting an athlete, and he's right. hungry. And he was highly he was highly recruited out of high school. That's what people don't realize. Yeah. Florida State, right? He, was, he signed with Florida State yep. and, and Brill, and I think Willie Taggart was the one that, that that signed him. And then once they got rid of Willie Taggart, he decided to go to junior college. So, I, so he he's a capable back. I mean, he he's he proved last year when he when Nebraska offense wasn't that good to where he still can gain some yards and do some things. So now that there's a system that probably fits him better, you know, I, I want to see I want to see the kid do well. He's hungry. 
<laughs> you got to be hungry. That's a good reason. He can't wait to get in. That's the type of situation you want to have a player there. They can't wait. They can't, they're capable mm -hmm. of doing it. And now he gets a shot. He's about yeah. to take off at just the right time. I want to see some angry Anthony Grant runs, and I think we'll get that. Well, for we sure. did. See, we did see one. We did see we one. We did see like, one when he, when he 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 actually made the delivery. The guys was slowly getting up. You can tell he was, <laughs> he was dazed. Yeah, I, I mean, looking forward, especially. How do you galvanize this team? Seeing those injuries, how do you just keep everyone's head focused in the right direction and not let them think about? What's going on behind the scenes with the quarterback situation and running back room? It's 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 culture. They they believe they got to believe in what they're doing. They got to believe in the system. Got to believe in the philosophy and the culture. If, if coach rules and coaches are building a culture there, then it's the next man up. And I'm guaranteeing that they're preaching that hey, bad things going to happen to people. There might be players who get suspended. This guy got to step up. That's the type of culture that you have to build. And once and once they see that and believe that, then it doesn't matter if it's injury or suspension or whatever. Or someone getting kicked out of game for or targeting, the, the next guy gonna step up and, and and play play just as well. Well, once you see that there's no difference between number one and number two, then everybody's always fine because we know we have help all the time. And when if they're believe, everybody's willing to want to be there, to want to get in the game, can't wait to get in the game, then you don't have problems. And and you just have a problem when somebody's reluctant. You know, or you have a player that mm -hmm. you really don't, the team doesn't really believe in, or the coach is not being fair, or, or you know, somebody, somebody hurt and then you're not mm -hmm. playing. But if you got the player that you've been thinking about and you got the right depth, everybody's anxious to go in. Just got to believe that it's not going to make a difference. And more times than not, it won't. Yeah. Like, like even, even, even Heinrich said that when times he felt times were getting tough on the field because he saw some things, Jeff was his biggest shieler. Jeff was the one on the sideline helping to say, you got this, just calm down, relax, go through the things that we went work team, through. Team and, that, and that's what you call, uh, that's what's called being part of a team toy. Here's a guy who's, who's wants to be out there as a starter, can't be out there, but he's still trying to help his teammate win. That was the thing I was going to add about Johnny's point. Just the fact that you saw the body language from Jeff Sims on the sideline, like he wasn't pouting. He wasn't no. having his head down. He was oh, honestly no. encouraging. He was hugging Heinrich after the game. That is really encouraging to see because you can't have a toxic quarterback room, especially when there's going to be competition all week. Yeah, yeah. That, that now that's the one position that, and Johnny hates when I say <laughs> that. But if you have if you have those guys not battling each other and, and, and toxic, that that spreads to the whole team because of course the, the team's going to pick sides because some teammates like one guy better than the other. And so, but when you got both guys out there doing what's best for the team, and the, the team sees that. Then they're like, wait a minute, these guys can get along because there's only one mm -hmm. quarterback position. But they're helping each other, then maybe we need to jump on board too. Well, there's only one position for <laughs> everything. I remember when we were playing, Jeff Hughes was the backup, my backup. And Jeff was the fastest man on the team. Uh, he And he was our punter. Uh, he never really showed any animosity at all that he didn't get to play other than when he came in for me. It was never a, a problem because it wasn't about he or me. It was about we, and it's about winning. And whatever is going to put our team in a position to win, that's what everybody wanted to do. And this, even the people who weren't playing, they, they still want the best players to play because we want to win. Yeah. Winning isn't everything. Except for here. <laughs> we ready to wrap there with oxygen. <laughs> it's pretty important. You know? I think we could look back on these events maybe at the end of the season and say that what's happening right now could bring this team closer and, and mm -hmm. could maybe spark something in this team saying like, hey, we got to work with what we have. Let's give it everything we have at this time because 
you see those guys and you want to play for them that are out. But I don't, I don't think they're looking at saying we got to work what we have because they know they have good players. They know right. they have good, good teammates. It's just good things have to happen for them. And sometimes you got to create your own success. No one's going to give you anything. So you got to go out there and create. And I think, and as I say, all it takes is one win to get them like, wait a minute, we can do this. And hopefully beating Northern Illinois and then this week, hopefully being like Louisiana Tech, it's, it's, it'll start something special. Because a streak is two wins, not one. Yep. Well, other than the fumbles, we have played great football. We've been there. Everybody knows that, that they, they're, they're capable. And now, if, if they're thinking now that they're the, all we got to do is get past this one and get to, Mich- and get to Michigan, uh, if they're thinking that way, they're just thinking we can't wait to get that ass. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> we can't wait to get it. Hey, know? I mean, number two team coming to Memorial Stadium is going to be really exciting. But, of course, first they have Louisiana Tech on mm-hmm. Saturday, 2.30 right. p.m. It will be on Fox. They didn't get the big noon game. Big noon's going out to Boulder again. That, that's okay. You know why, though? Because they play in Oregon. Uh-huh. So I people are going to see. People, people are going to see, and, and they're going to see how good Colorado really is. What do you think that is? I don't. I, I know they're a good football team, but I don't think they're as good as the hype. Yeah. Now they're going to start playing the big boys in the conference, and let's see how they stand up with that. The way they play Colorado State, I know it's a rivalry, but Colorado State is not not better than Nebraska. But the way they played that game, Colorado should have lost that game. I felt on defense, the defense coordinator did some things on that last drive where they go down to that, that he hadn't done all day, play a lot of zone. But he, he was putting pressure on the whole game. So but it was but they, they won the game, but now Oregon is that's a different animal there. For sure. Well they should have lost our game. They should have lost then. Yeah. Yeah. But uh they didn't. They find a way to win. And that's what you don't always have to be the best team. You Just have find to a way. find a way to win. Yep. They definitely and, found a way. Yeah, and they're they're gonna probably find a way to win still because they believe they can win. Well, I don't think they're going to find a way this week. Well, we'll see. Bro, I, would tell, <laughs> I would tell. You, but like I said, I don't expect they will go undefeated this year. No, but, no. But, no one uh, think that. Hmm? No one expect them to go undefeated. But they, well, they do. <laughs> they, they do. But you Dion tell will that. definitely say that if you yeah. ask him. Well, guys, thank he, you so he already, much. He already think he's the best coach in college football right That's now. True. So, <laughs> Well, he is the best coach in college football right now based on just how he put it together, you know, yeah. right now for how he pulls a bunch of guys together out of the blue. He, he fired everybody, kept three players and went out there and got a whole goddamn staff, other players and came back and won. He, he, he didn't show them a whole lot. He's, he showed a whole different way of winning. But he's not, he's not the well, best coach. Well, who's the best coach? Kirby smart right now. Cause he's a defending champion. All right. Well, you got to beat the champ. <laughs> yeah, you got to beat the champ. He's I'll defending go, champion. I'll two go two time defending champion. I'll go for that. <laughs> Who they saying? Nick Saban was the best coach until what? He got knocked off the pills. They said Dabo Swing was the best coach until what? He got knocked off. You're not the best coach until you start winning championships. And right now, who has that title? Well, Dion hasn't hadn't been up for a championship. Well, oh, that's my point. So how yeah, can you say yeah. he's the best coach? Well, <laughs> I, right now. well I, I think he's the most. He's the most. The best and the most exciting right now because of what he's done. Right. And, for sure. and, and because yes. he made this type of progress. You don't have to be the winners. When you come from the first behind to get the first ahead the quickest in, in an untraditional way. You know, now he, that, that's I'll take that answer. But for him to say he's the best coach in college football, no. Well, we have to we have to go through a whole season for him to go through a whole season with this team to, to be designated one way or the other. No, he's saying he's that now. Well, he can't get it now. Well, he can't. Well, I don't know. You know, he's no. He's, I don't think he is. Well, he, he, he's a great motivator. 
He's doing a lot there, but just would label himself as the best coach in college four right now when you haven't won at the pinnacle. That's no. Well, you gotta you gotta believe it into fruition. Win, you know? and, 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 <laughs> you gotta, He's gonna try. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with trying, but win it first, and then you can then you can stay. You are what you think about most yeah. of the time, you know. That's what he's thinking. Well, well, I think I'm the best. I'm the best guy on the, on, the, on this on this platform here, but <laughs> well, stop thinking that because I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're quarterbacks. Quarterbacks know the game inside and out. Mm-hmm. Inside and out, you know. You have get, to. You, you do. You got to know what everybody's got to do all the time, you know. Um, and, and offense and defense. Yeah. So you got to be able to see. You know, we have to read defenses like you. You know, the offense read defense like uh, defensive players do. But quarterbacks got to know it all. Quarterbacks are sitting there with Tom Osborne way more time. Oh, <laughs> Those meetings. Boy. I know you know how many well. hours have you spent with Tom Osborne? Uh, let's just say I spent. Let's say I spent. They call him Little Tom. They did. They did. Let's just say I spent four years with him every day in meetings. He didn't go to any other position meeting. Every day he was in the quarterback meeting room. Wow. Yeah, so those meetings got real long and boring. <laughs> but we learned, but one thing, we learned a ton. Oh, yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time with him, too, but it wasn't in the room. It was on the field, catching turnarounds, running mm-hmm. stairs, uh, you know, horseshoes, different things, and catching, you know, just to, to keep my catching going all the time. So I would always be able to catch. But uh, we spent a lot of time together on different things. Yeah. And, and he spent a lot of time with other people all the time. I don't know where he had time to even have a life. Yeah. At the time. It was uh, just football and family. Just football, football and family. Football and family winning. and God. Yeah. Yeah. A lot less family than football. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, guys, we've got a live show Thursday coming up to preview Louisiana Tech. I, unfortunately, will miss that. Andrew Rogers will be oh, filling in. I know, Johnny. Uh, Who's going to hold you accountable? I, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> it's going to be all hey, like butter popcorn. Absolutely. Now. Yeah, 6 p.m. <laughs> and I'll be very remote, so. Yep. Tommy, you'll be remote, oh, so. Remote. Oh, I'll be having it. I have the show. It, it, it might so, get, your show. It might get really loose up there, man. I don't know. <laughs> talk, about, talk about the little the people. The little and butt cheeks. Oh, they're going to look crazy. We should, we should just one of these days just throw Johnny up on a stage with a microphone. And just let him go. Just let him go. Oh, yeah. I'll make their knees squeeze in the liver. Glide, they slide, and dip in their hip. There you go, Johnny. And that's when we need to wrap up the show, guys. Thank you so much. Thursday, 6 p.m. for that sports bar. We'll see you there. Everybody say so, sugar bar. <laughs> A Heard at Sports Network production.